1: Stories of Chains Broken and Hearts Restoring. Here are your hosts, Jim Moore and Pastor Dwight Anderson. Welcome aboard church. Good to have you all with us today in your cars and on your radios. This is Jim Moore. I'm the executive director with the R3 Collaborative and joined by my partner, Pastor Dwight Anderson of Prison Mission Association. And I, I, I guess you say that in all the shows, but this one I'm really looking forward to. And I've Pastor Dwight and I are a great hybrid. Uh, my background is in the the Christian treatment field for many years with Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. And yet the R three Collaborative is not just for people coming out of treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, that prison, which treat which addiction is, is but also concrete prison. And mm-hmm. um, Pastor Dwight Anderson and our guest today. Folks, they're on the front line in the concrete prison. Mm-hmm. And so welcome, Pastor Dwight, and um, help us understand a little bit about what we're talking about this Saturday afternoon.
0: Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm great grateful to be part of this and for everybody listening. Um, last week we talked about second chances, and uh, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity for the body of Christ to work together to reach out to those people behind bars And there is an organization called the Coalition of Prison Evangelists, which coordinates and helps, guides, directs, equips, encourages organizations all across the country. And uh, it really helped me when I became um, a director of of PMA about three years ago. And it really changed a lot of the way I was thinking about doing stuff and really equipped me and helped me as a leader, as the executive director of Prison Mission Association. So I really appreciated the input and the... And actually, Chandra just became the director just a few months before the convention that I went to down in Indianapolis. So I'm glad to have her on the program today.
1: So there is a spirit of unity amongst those on the front line in prison. Prison Mission Association, Coalition of Prison Evangelists, uh, Prison Fellowship, working together, helping each other. It's like
0: a kindred heart. Like when I came to that conference... You just connect with those people because yeah. you, you've got the same passion. You've got the burden to help those disadvantaged, disenfranchised, those people that are just cast off and no one really cares about. But we care about these people yeah. and we want to work together and we do everything we can together together. To, to reach out to them. And so, yeah, it's a wonderful display of the body of Christ working together Excellent. as a coalition.
1: And that's the dream of the R3 Collaborative, bringing folks together, ministries together, over a thousand individuals, churches, ministries, and you know, a lot of the purpose for those who be listening of this radio program is to let you know that there's some doorways you can enter. Mm-hmm. There's ways to volunteer, organizations need prayer, and, and easy ways to get involved. in and pastors of churches, and those of you in church communities, um, thank you for listening in on the show, and let's find a way where we can all lock arms together. So would you please introduce us to Chandra? Pastor yes. Dwight. Chandra, like I said, is the director of
0: the Coalition of Prison Evangelists. We call it COPE, and it's down in headquarters down in Houston, Texas. That's where she's calling in from. We didn't get her to fly up today, and she's probably grateful for that. This morning when I woke up, it was 11 below zero. (laughs) I don't know what it is there. That's what we love about it. What's the temperature down there, Chandra?
2: You know, it's right at uh, the high 40s, low 50s today, I believe. Yeah, it was great walking weather, let me tell you that. Uh, Spring is coming. Absolutely.
0: Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, Chandra, and how you got involved, maybe, and then a little bit about uh, your ministry. Mm. We can go through it slowly.
2: Sure. Well, I want to say thank you so very much for the opportunity to speak today, uh, both to both of you as well as your audience and and the Twin Cities. There, it's just a delight to um, to share in this mission that we have to go behind bars. And so, um, actually, uh, I like to say that prison ministry found me. It was a, a mm. unique situation mm. where I was very busy in children's church, um, pressing in and seeking God about things, and was called to. A uh, school of ministry, and um, ironically, part of that requirement was to go into prison four times that year and accompany my barber prison ministry. So I found myself in a women's prison gymnasium, uh, somewhat terrified, <laughs> not because of the audience as much as as the uh, responsibility to deliver God's Word and to be a light in a dark place, if you will. And the truth be known, um I met those of similar faith that simply wanted prayer for their children and their families, and I knew that that was something that I could do. And so the doors were opened up to me, and I opened my heart up to the women behind bars in white, and I've not looked back since. So wow. I found myself uh, using my personal time, my vacation time, to serve and volunteer for over 20 years Uh To those that are behind bars and in 2010 launched my own prison ministry called to change and then soon thereafter um, 2015 uh, Cope gave me a ring after having served with several other ministries and said would you please come aboard and give us a hand with Cope and of course I was absolutely delighted when I learned about what COPE is doing and how it is bringing unity to the body of Christ and those that are serving in mission. And so like I said,
1: prison ministry found me. <laughs> wow, so that's, that's what COPE is, is along with Pastor Dwight and your yes. ministry, Chandra, a number of other ministries who come together, share best practices, work together. Mm-hmm. So if there are prison ministers mm-hmm. that are listening in, COPE Absolutely. might be something they could plug into, get involved with, and And not just be alone in their prison work, but join a larger body. Yes,
2: exactly. That's absolutely true. And when I came to COPE, actually, I asked the Lord what it was that he would have me to do here in this organization. And the very thing that he shared with me was that those that are in the field have the shepherd's heart. And that he just encouraged me to go after the one that is doing the mission alone and to bring them into the fold. Because the reality is there are single icons throughout all over the U.S. and the international, as far as that goes, um, that are trying to do this work alone, and they don't realize that there are resources available. There are um, those that will stand in the gap with them and pray with them and say, um, those that are new to ministry, and say, you know what, I went through that same thing, and this, I'm here for you, or... This is how you can avoid that situation. So, it's been it's been a really great um, a great time getting to know all the different ministries. And of course, our members range from the individual um, to the mom and pop, as well as the uh, present fellowship, the large organization such as itself, um, because they're all doing the same work behind bars, and uh, that's to you know increase the kingdom and uh, build unity. So. That's wow. what we're here for. We're that's, here for our members.
1: That's really striking me. I'm just, and i in my heart. I'm Because I know my my background, Chandra, for the last number of years has been in the addiction field, Christian faith-based uh, teen challenge programs. And there's a thing they call compassion fatigue. I guess a burnout is another oh, word good. for it. But it, it's frontline work, and it's the most rewarding thing I've ever done, but um, if I may just be bold, there's, it, it's not a battle of flesh and bone. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a battle. <laughs> and to have uh, brothers and sisters out there that we can network with and raise us up when we're down and we can raise them up when we're up. Just Oh, God bless you.
2: Right. Absolutely, and that's, that is that is the vision and mission of COPE, and, that, and, and that's how it was started, quite honestly. Um, it was developed, the history is actually over a dinner table. Uh, Frank Constantino, who has since gone on to be with the Lord, um, was a, a gangster that uh, did some time and met Jesus behind the walls, if you will, and wow. it was... At his wife's dinner table, along with uh, a few other individuals that were doing the work behind bars, such as Johnny Bossett of Worldwide Voice in the Wilderness, who was an ex-biker that hadn't done time but came from the underworld, if you will. And those individuals came together when prison ministry wasn't cool, as I like to say it, yeah. 35 <laughs> years ago when the individuals were doing it, and they made a decision to build an army of mm. ministers out of the prisons to go back in. And so that's where wow. COPE started, literally over fellowship. And so at the core of who they are is that fellowship of support. And um, in fact, I had one individual tell me that they like to explain COPE as a, a outlaw biker group when You have a bike rally, everybody joins in one location and rides together. Well, that's kind of how COPE came about. And that was anyone doing prison ministry came together and did that mission together. And, um, you know, put their own personal agendas aside and just linked arms, as you said earlier, and did the work of the kingdom.
1: Oh, my gosh, this is fascinating. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Prison Transformation Radio, and we have Chandra Adams on with COPE. Coalition of Prison Evangelists. If you've missed any part of this program, you can always go to am980themission.com and, and hear this full story. And not just about COPE, which is a larger body of ministries, mm-hmm. but you can hear a lot about some other individual uh, yes. ministries, right, Pastor Drew? Yes, absolutely.
0: So, Shandra, tell us a little bit more about you know the re- what you're providing people and what are the needs of how people can maybe get involved or what kind of things, um, you
2: know, you have needs? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, you know, one of the things that we do, as I said, is provide the opportunity for networking, but we are also that some encouragement on the phone when someone is struggling in their ministry. Um, we provide access to a consultant who helps with, you know, tax forms and, um, you know, nonprofit questions free of charge. We uh, offer annual conferences. We also have regional conferences. Um, As we are about to approach February 21st through the 23rd, we'll be in Orlando doing our international conference. Now, that one got displaced originally in Daytona. Uh, Hurricane Irma displaced that one, and we are um, about to approach that one. But we also have one coming up in the North Carolina area in the fall, September 19th through the 21st. So any of these events are not only offered to support those in the field um, by providing training and access to great speakers, and um, they also offer an opportunity for those ministries to promote their own ministries through exhibiting, through sharing literature, one with another, Networking opportunities, as you said, Dwight, earlier, it's one of the things that you found so beneficial when you came to the COPE conference. And that was access. um, Because these things aren't available behind prison bars, if you will, when we're in the field. And so, like missionaries, you know, in the field, um, international ministries or otherwise, when we come in, we need that refreshing Mm -hmm. we need to be renewed and restored to be able to continue to work and um, one of the things i like to share that's unique to the prison ministry or the prison missionary is the awareness that they actually have to hold two jobs one behind bars and one on this side of the bars in order to fund that responsibility yeah and so that can, that can be very exhausting for the individual, whether that's, um, you know, an actual using of their trade or tent-making skills, as I like to say, or fundraising is a big job in and of itself. So that, that's our audience, and we try to um, support them and then afford them the opportunity for promotion, Um and then one of the great things about COPE is that our board of directors is accessible and available. And that looks like them traveling to our members' locations in, in support, whether that's to speak at their conference or to help with fundraising. They avail themselves to the members for support. And so it's just a plethora of um, wisdom, if you will, and great counsel and um just resources and, and sharing
1: time. So, And this is internationally, <laughs> correct? I mean, mm-hmm. you do a lot of work in the that States, is, but right. also yes. internationally. I was looking through your information, and so in addition to the fellowship, the best practices being involved in Larger Body, it seems like some pretty practical things around financial management, help desk, help yes. processing funds. I mean, there's a lot of work to it, speakers for your events, being listed, advertising on a website. So, there's some real economies of scale that come together, right? When you can network and do that. So I'd just like Absolutely. to put you I'd like to put you on our R three website because one of the tabs on the R three website are jail and prison ministries. Right. So people can see those that options. So I want to put you right on the top and say, yeah. <laughs> let you know, let's have this be our umbrella and, and let's lock arms together underneath it. So
2: well that's who we are and that's appreciated and that's really um the point of hope is being available for others. Yeah. And so um, it's, it's just a delight to find great partners and to get those to those on the front lines. So access is important, like you said. And we have a blog that, um, for those that don't have a website and want to share some writings. Oh, or, great. You know, we, have, we have a newsletter that they can publish in. We also, um, again, we have an online store where we do not collect any funds. We have direct links to their ministries, to their resources for selling and promoting, Um, you know, just anything that we can do, we're looking for Mm. creative opportunities to support our members, because they are in service, and that's what we're here for, a coalition of members. And is
1: is that best website, copeconnections.org? So we'd like to make it easy for our listeners to find out more information. So if they go to that website, I'm guessing um, more specific information as an individual, as a ministry, how could they get involved? C-O-P-E Connections, copeconnections.org.
2: That's correct, and they can call 682-292-8009 as well. And that is listed on the website. There's lots of information about membership, um, access to the store. They can read the profiles of our board member, and as you can see, there's even a members page that lists each and every member, both uh, here in the States and international. So um, we are, again, just partnering with those doing the work.
0: Uh, Shonda? Um, maybe yes. you, we'd love to hear testimonies of transformed lives here. Um, so I don't know if there's one okay. you could share personally with your prison mi- ministry, someone in prison that you've been able to connect with. Absolutely. And then maybe someone from COPE, if there's someone that you want to uh, talk to. That
2: would be yeah. great. I would love to um, share transformational moments, if you don't mind. Yes. Um, just to show the significance and the impact of that just the presence. Um, inside and behind the bars of a volunteer can make a difference. And that's really close to my heart because I'm approaching an event coming up. And I was just sharing this yesterday that there was recently in the Women's Maximum Security, we were doing a two-day event. And during that process, we were serving a meal. And and it was just a simple subway meal. So there's a plug there. But um, we actually... I realized that their napkins had not been placed out, and so I quickly grabbed them, put them on the table, and went to give them to the women that had already grabbed their food and were seated. And when I did that, a woman broke down and began to mm-hmm. weep, mm-hmm. and I knelt down in front of her, and I saw her name tag, which spoke to my heart because the night before I had read the prayer request, and hers was one of a suicide note and her desire to end her life because of the circumstances. Mm. I waited a few moments and then I asked her about her tears and she said, you treated me like a human being. Those words resonated and it's one of the stories that or testimonies that I like to share with those that are trying to understand what they can do behind bars to make a difference. And it was that simple napkin and considering and offering dignity back to that woman that broke the chains of shame and um, disappointment and loss of hope. And she has written to us and shared with us the the significant changes that have happened in her life because of this experience behind bars, but also because somebody saw her and Mm -hmm. took a moment to acknowledge a kind act, you know, to just acknowledge her need, and um, it it really, truly has made a difference. We have women coming out of prison that are getting involved in the ministry, and um, I like to tell people that, simply put, it's the church behind bars, and they are no different than us, other than the curtain's been pulled back and they're sitting exposed.
1: It's just so so moving, Chandra.
2: Yes. Thank
1: you. Very and one powerful. of the
2: things I do like—oh, I apologize. Go ahead. Okay, I'm so sorry. That's my personal testimony with one of the women that um, I've seen impacted first and foremost. But I would ask Dwight to share how he was impacted by Cope, because I'm just one story of an individual that's on the front lines. But I would love to hear um, his story, because uh, actually we both came into Cope at the same time, as he said, three years ago.
0: Yeah. Well, I became the director about three years ago at Prison Mission Association and found out that they were members of COPE. And when I saw they were having an international convention in Indianapolis a few years ago, I signed up right away and asked if I could have a display table and teach a workshop. And they said yes. It was awesome. And I got to meet so many people that had the same heart, the same passion to reach those behind bars. It was so encouraging. And there's such a great unity there. And I learned a lot from the workshops that I went to there, the resources from the displays, uh, the great mentors examples, like people like Johnny Moffett, like she said, one of the founders. And I got to go and see the Jesus Inside Ministry house, and we went into a local prison there. And I, I can't recommend COPE enough for all those listening. It's something God really used to make a difference in the lives of people behind bars. And one of the workshops was uh, Kristen Bullock, who offered free consulting time with me to helping me understand how to take my ministry to the next level, understanding my board, fundraising, five stages of nonprofits, a lot of things, and made connections with a lot of people and networked in there. There was um, a Brent Bishop from Canada, and now they're using our lessons up in Canada. Uh, Debbie Walsh was with uh, the CEF, and she got me in, connected with the Prison Fellowship and the Inside Journal newspaper, and we get like a thousand students um, from that. And so when I started as a director, it was like 2014, we had 19,000 students enrolled in the last 13 years. With the growth we've seen over the, these three years since I went to the COPE conference, we have over 31,000 students just in wow. three years. So we grew 12,000 new students in three years compared to 19,000 students over 13 years. And we're developing leaders now behind bars to plant churches and... Um, it's just exciting, and I'm, I'm privileged to be able to speak at the next convention uh, that they're Excellent. having in Orlando coming up in a couple of three weeks.
1: Boy, we've covered some ground here. We've, we've got a minute or two left, and I'm Chandra. Uh, we have invited you to close us out in prayer in a minute or so, and so I, I just okay. want to kind of tie it together a little bit, and thank you all for listening again. Uh, Prison Transformation Radio, and if you missed any part of the program or other programs, am980themission.com. And we're talking about prison and ministries, and I just keep thinking those people. When I was in Teen Challenge, I thought, oh, these are kind of scary people. And the way you talked about bikers in prison and all of that stuff, but one day it hit me. These are the people he was attracted to. Jesus. These are the people not only was he attracted to and hung out with, these are the people he used to change the world. And I hear you Mm -hmm. saying that, Trondra. When someone is touched and moved and their heart's transformed, it's not just them and their families. Many of them then rise up and go out to be part of transforming the world. So Holy Spirit, just carry this message out. Touch Mm -hmm. some folks out there who who are all part of this or or want to be part of this. And just um, thank you all, church, for, for listening in and, and being part of this. And you can get more information. Again, that's copeconnections.org mm-hmm. and r3collaborative.org and Prison Mission Association. we got a lot of <laughs> orgs around here, man. So so God bless all <laughs> of you. Anything, um, a closing thought, Pastor Dwight, before Chandra prays us out?
0: No, no. I just want to thank everybody for listening and thank Chandra for her time and for the work that she's doing. And uh, I know they need volunteers. I know they need uh, financial support. She's still part-time. I just became full-time last Saturday. Our board voted me to have, we were able to put me in a full-time position now. And I know Chandra's part-time. So I know they need support and prayer. So I just can't recommend them highly enough. And uh, yeah, we just thank you, Chandra. So if you want to close us out in prayer, Chandra,
2: and thank you for coming on the program very much for having me. Well, Father God, we just thank you that there's no distance in the heavenlies. And I thank you, Father God, that your arm is not too short, that you cannot reach those not only uh, behind bars, but those that are in the church pews. So we just call upon your blessing today. We ask you to just touch this ministry, this radio ministry, um, prison transformation. We just ask you and invite you, Lord God, to just have your way. Use us, your vessels, to bring unity into the kingdom, Father God, to bring unity to the body of Christ for your glory as we come together as one, as it says in Psalms 133, one, Lord God. How wonderful and how pleasing it is. Mm. We give you praise and we give you glory for that. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Oh, God bless you, Sandra. God bless you, church. Such- body of Christ, unite. Thank you, Sandra. We'll see everybody next week.